Hey everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Magic the Bachelorette. Hey everybody, welcome back. We're episode 268 of the Commander's Brew, and we've got a fun show for you this week. Yep, yep. See, people are already laughing. It's going to be great. <laughs> I can hear yeah. people laughing, having a carrying on, gallivanting even, yeah, uh, around and and because of this episode. So we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut loose here, Sean. You know, it's been um, it's been a wild time, obviously in the entire world. We've even had some wild magic times in the last few weeks. So we're just gonna cut loose and just have a good one. We're just gonna have some Truly. fun. Really. Truly, the theme, there's a, a bit of a theme of reality television, not to spoil it. Yeah. And I would love to, like, Andy, have you ever come across, what's your favorite weirdest reality show that oh. you've ever seen? Oh, wow. I, <laughs> in the quarantine, I have been watching a lot more reality TV than I would ever have otherwise. Yeah. And some of it I love, some of it drives me insane. Okay. Give me. But wh- I love... While I think so, about my answer, give okay. me give us a couple of things you're you're talking about here. I forget what platform I found this on, but there was one called Spy Games, where oh. they took, I think I want to say twelve people, and they put them in the house, and they're like, "You're all training to be spies, and every week we're going to bring a professional in to teach you something, and then you're going to have to use that skill in some sort of competition, like." picking locks and like the stuff they got up to like at one point they're like okay you you're we're gonna split the group into two teams and here's your job follow this person find out when they're not home and when they are home when they're not home sneak into their house find their computer and download a specific file on this thumb drive you have 30 minutes once they leave before they're going to come back. The, it was all staged. Like the person, it was not an actual breaking of and entering. Of course, the person knew. Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise it's just straight up breaking and entering. Yeah, no, but like <laughs> like people and like, so, so like any reality show, the way the betrayals fit in, because like they're also spies. They have, there was like a, like a, like a metagame above all the episodes where everyone had a secret and they were all given a dossier with the list of like someone was in a drive-by shooting someone is a muay thai black belt right and so like you had to like you had to figure out who was who so no one wanted to say too much about themselves but they also cool (laughs) it was the coolest it was like like i don't know if they made more than one season but like there was some crazy stuff they had to do where i'm just like i just want to play i want to try this spy stuff um i two of my well i think one of my favorite reality shows of all time i think i've even i might have even talked about this way long time ago on the podcast but it was called fight quest and it was uh it was two mma fighters um not like really not like even ufc guys just like just two guys who were trained in mixed martial arts and they were like i don't know i they weren't like very good, but they were, you know, they were competent. Anyways, they would travel around the world and they would go to different countries and, and places and they would learn that area's like signature martial art that was originated there. And they would train in two, each of them would train in two different styles of that martial art uh, from like two masters. 
And you would think that then they would come together and fight each other. No, no, no. They, oh, they, I thought for sure I know, that's, that's what was... you think. But honestly, it's better that they didn't because what they would do is they would then fight against two people um, in that like discipline who were like around their skill level. So it was like a good fight. So a lot of times it was like super amateur um, guys from that area because these guys, although they were really good, they weren't that good in this training because they would only be able to train for like five days or something in this so like basically a week but it was great and i gotta say this the two guys and i wish i knew their names i should look it up but they were the nicest they were the coolest people they like they were just so great they were so humble like anything you know about like mma and ufc and all this like all those stereotypes of the people who would be into that fight quest was great because it had none of that it was none of that stuff these guys were like into learning about the culture and like learning about the history of the martial art it was so great i loved fight quest but you the thing you mentioned there um spy games that reminded me of the celebrity mole which is a super old reality show also yeah I i only ever saw one episode of it but it was the funniest episode of reality tv i've ever seen it was the recap episode slash finale of whatever season of celebrity mole that was and it was Stephen Baldwin and Corbin Burnson. There was a whole like clip package of those two guys throughout the whole season. And every time they would come so close to figuring out who it was, but be totally thrown off because there was a, an attractive woman involved. <laughs> and these two guys <laughs> and Angie Everhart ended up being was she was the mole. And she like would she like fully manipulated them so like she knew exactly what she was doing because these guys were these guys were like so dumb. But they were so funny and how much they would screw up and fight. But like, I don't know, man, I wanted to see a buddy comedy with those two guys. This is before Stephen Baldwin went crazy, by the way. Uh, but they were so, man, Stephen Baldwin and Corbin Burnson and Angie Everhart. They should have made a movie because they were so funny together. Wow. That's that's you've discovered the unspoken like value. Like this is a great way to get chemistry tests to see if they should make movies with these people. They should do a little reality show before yeah. they like sign up to do movies. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, amazing race is great for that. You get to see like chemistry of, you know, people who thought they would have no problem when they get in there and then they're fighting or vice versa, even like, it's great. I want to share one more. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's, I think it's called strong. It's, it's like a physical exertion reality show mm-hmm. and it's, 10 i think 10 whatever the number is that starts with one one pair gets eliminated every week but 10 professional trainers like top of their field people who train like celebrities and stuff like that trained with teamed up with 10 just like regular women who like a lot of moms and women who are just like i'm out of shape and because i work or whatever Mm -hmm. and they it was like a super pro and a super amateur and every week they would do these challenges that were geared in such a way so like both participants had to work together. So you couldn't just be like, well, I'm the super fit trainer, so I'll just do this myself. Like it, it was engineered that you couldn't work it that way. Let me tell you this. Watching those people grow as competitors <laughs> over the weeks and the spirit, just watching that show, I felt like i could accomplish anything like these these people like from week one to week 10 and it's and it's like and then the people when they would get eliminated they would like like i know it's cliche but they would everyone would be like 
you're the best competitor I've ever faced. Uh, it was an honor to go against you. And like, that's what I Fight Quest was better... like. That's what they were like in Fight Quest every every <laughs> yes. time. They were like, so what an nice. honor it was to 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 fight this champion. Like, you know, I I I love this place. I love this martial art. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Watch Strong. It's it's fun to like just from a reality show, but it is inspiring like you feel good after watching it yeah i mean i think that's what the best reality shows end up doing i like the reality so there's a whole other genre of reality tv that you and i are not even talking about here and that's more like kind of more like what today's show is based around but like we're talking about like competition reality shows for the most part here it seems like whereas like you got stuff like kardashians and like you know whatever all the ones on tlc like those are just like kind of set up reality shows like they're not like real housewives and stuff like that but i don't really go in for those those are not my cup of tea those um, outside of me. I, I will watch a bachelor now and then but that's about it i get i get i actually get angry when people are not listening and people are just like arguing <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> interrupting real housewives <laughs> i can't i can't i tried i i I become angry. <laughs> I can't because it's too contrived. It's all too made up. It's like, like a uh, big, what is it called? Big little people, big world. That show about the family, um, Matt Roloff, every episode, the Roloffs, they're the Roloff family. Every episode was like, Oh, you know, I'm taking my kids to Disney world this week because, you know, and it's obviously because like Disney world sponsored this episode and their whole, the whole episode was like, Oh, we went to Disney world. And, oh, there's some problem at Disney world. It's like, come on, man, this is like, just, I'd rather watch a sitcom where they went to Disney World than this. But, like, I don't mind it being set up when it's even something like The Bachelor, which still has some competition involved. But, like, it's set up for a reason. It's set up to, like, okay, here we go. Bam. And I know that, like, that difference is pretty slim. But when it's when we know it's a competition, it's it's way more palatable for me. I, I like it way more. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyways. Enough chatting of a reality show. Let's get to the reality that you the listener the viewer you're listening and that's the big that's the that's the equation that completes the circle of presenter and listener or audience so <laughs> thank you for just putting us in your ears uh really do appreciate it thank you very much uh thank you to those who have gone to patreon.com slash commanders brew to donate financially you can figure out ways to get in in our discord and, and even help us make these show decks by offering suggestions hanging out on the discord there's a channel of like mtg memes which are pretty funny yeah was uh memes are great so th- thanks to all those who do that if you would like to support the show if you love our show and you're like i want to support but i don't have the money to do so we get it oh i understand you can always like and subscribe our youtube channel that helps us out you can give us five star reviews on like the itunes website those pod whatever podcast website you're on that helps you if you plan on buying magic cards uh, but that's your budget. Like, I was like, I got some entertainment budget for magic cards, and that's it. Go ahead and use our TCG player link. Uh, if you buy your cards through there, whether it's from this deck we're going to talk about or any other cards in their system, you can still, we still get a little cut of that. So that's a way to support the show if you want to. Um, or if you're in Canada, like, we're talking to the Canadian listeners, we've got the best deal for you. You can go to the Wizard Tower and get actual money off your single order with our coupon code. Let's hear an ad from them now. The Commander's Brew is a podcast proudly produced in Canada, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizard's Tower. WizardTower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. We've got an exclusive coupon code for our Canadian listeners. 
To get 5% off any order of singles from the Wizards Tower, use our coupon code BREWZENDICAR. And if you order $15 or more worth of singles, the shipping is free. You can also check out our decklist for this week's episode and any other episode we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there, friend Dekar. All right, friend Dekar, uh, here we go. Um, time for the Commander interview. Yes, I'm all set to team up with you, Andy, to be co-hosts and co-interviewers. Yeah, which will happen the next time okay so okay. Not, not like the next time after this time are you telling me you got to split i do have to split i do have to go quickly um they're mixing up some new paint oh in the, the machine at the, in the machine at the um at the paint store and i gotta go oh. and make sure that it's it is put on properly oh i'm gonna come too i love that i'll come with you someone has to do the interview and <laughs> uh i feel like it should be you honestly this time i think this is your area of expertise so okay okay, okay. So that'd be great so thank you very much for doing well, that can for you me. at least film a video of it i love the watching the thing that machine go it's crazy yeah no problem i'll film a video of it uh it's probably it, they all look the same all the videos like it's probably just gonna look like one of the internet but anyways um <laughs> but I, i'll I'll, I'll make it. i'll film it i'll shoot it i'll, I'll send yeah. it over to you okay yeah, yeah, yeah great thank you cool great uh i'll see everyone uh, uh after this interview okay welcome uh thanks for being with us uh, for those of you just turning in we are going to be interviewing uh you are connected to the world of magic uh recently you are the president now, now you are connected you are the president of amc and uh, this, you brought us the Walking Dead secret lair. Um, Wayne Brody, it's nice to speak to you. Welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks for having me, Sean. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, I'm the uh, basically the uh, creative lead over here at AMC. I get to decide all the shows, and I get to decide what gets made and what does not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I understand that because... The recent team up with Magic the Gathering and uh, AMC's The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. You you had a big part in that. Sure did. Uh, you know, it was uh, my idea. Basically, I went to uh, Wizards of the Coast and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, your product, Magic the Gathering. There, you know how uh, you know how uh, my show, The Walking Dead, is kind of the same thing." Uh, I said, "Let's just. I mean, it makes sense. They're the, basically the exact same thing. You know what I mean?" Uh, uh, a lot of zombies, right? Okay. Um, zombies all over the place. Uh, cars. Yeah, you're, you don't call yours zombies, though. Nah, you know, we, we shied away from that. We, you know, uh, walkers, of course, you know. But, I mean, there's zombies, though. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of guns. We're all shooting guns and magic. We're shooting guns on the show. A lot of zombies getting shot in the head and stuff. So, you know, I mean, I just figured it makes sense, you know. They're magic adjacent to whatever you want to say, right? I am an impartial interviewer. That is what every good journalist does. Sure. So I'm only going to ask you the questions. I will not pass judgment on your connection with it. But I understand you wanted to bring up some, give us a, a sneak preview, the Commander's Brew, giving us a sneak preview of future tie-ins to amc properties is that am i understanding correctly that is correct sean we got a couple of things i want to pitch your way and then basically not even pitch i mean these things will be getting made uh we're looking at secret layer drops we're looking at um 
things that we just literally drop off randomly in people's mailboxes. Uh, so some some people in the world will be receiving these, uh, but you have to live in a specific house, and uh, they're only going to make like ten of them. So it's great. That doesn't sound like good distribution. This is what we're going to do. We're gonna. This is how we're going to sell our. You know, we're gonna we're gonna come together. We're gonna sell both of our products. It's gonna be great. Um, I. I'm an impartial interviewer. I'm a journalist with integrity. Uh, I support free market Great. decisions. Great. Good. I mean, that's what we're all about here, the free market. Uh, you know, the market deciding what's going to be successful, including myself. I'm the market. Now, um, you're all familiar with our hit TV show, Fear the Walking Dead. Obviously, we're going to tie in. We're going to do a follow up to the massively successful Walking Dead secret lair. And we're going to be following that up with Teferi the Walking Dead. That's right. We're going to release a series of cards where it's Teferi. Okay, but it's played by the different actors from the Walking Dead. So we're going to get our actors to be posing in Teferi's costume uh, in sort of popular uh, poses from Teferi's past. Uh, but they will be walkers and also Brand new cars, new mechanics, black bordered. But you think you're gonna love it? What do you think? Uh, what do I think? I think some people will be excited to a reimagined Teferi dead. I mm -hmm. think a lot of people are happy to get rid of Teferi for a while. There. Yeah. I mean, this is depending on which actors you get to play Teferi. This could be problematic on casting. I, I just want all white people. That's mm. what we're gonna do. What do you think? Mm. Bold. It's as a journalist with integrity, I think I can confidently say that is not a good idea. Okay, well, I you know what? How about this next one? How about I got another one for you that we're definitely going to do. I think people are going to definitely love it. It's called, you know, you know, our show uh, Better Call Saul, right? Yes, it's a great show. Yeah. What about this? Better Call Saul Ring. What do we think? Okay, I might be into this one. <laughs> Basically, all that it is, it's it's Bob Odenkirk's head on a magic card, but it's a new magic card. Better call Saul Ring. Uh, one mana, tap it, three colorless. What do you think? Busted in half. Give, yeah, that's going to yeah, be great. Like, it's going to be legacy legal. It's going to be vintage legal. We're going to break it into modern. It's going to be a modern legal card. But that's going to be legacy legal? Isn't regular Sol Ring abandoned in some of those old ones? Maybe not. Not this it's time. Restricted. And guess what? We're opening up a new list. It's called the Never Can Be Banned list. And this one is the first one that's going to be on it. What do you think? I think it will be... There might be some balance issues, but I think we have to wait to see how it plays out. You know, I, I think you're going to find that you're going to love it. Just like everyone loved our secret layer drop of The Walking Dead. Now, um... I've got another one that uh, I think you're going to love it. It's called Sarkhan the Mad Men. Like the show Mad Men. That's right. Exactly. We've got Sarkhan the Mad, new planeswalker, except this is this is the version of Sarkhan that works in a 1960s ad company. And we're going to have basically we're going to reissue all of Sarkhan's cards, new text, new abilities, new mana costs, wearing a suit and every one of them drinking some kind of liquor. What do you think? I mean, well, we know that Sarkhan Vol comes from Tarkir, which is known for going back in time. Sarkhan Vol is going to be called Sarkhan Vodka. What do you think of that? We're actually teaming up with Absolute Vodka for these ones as well. This is actually going to be we're going to be pushing 
you know, other products and these cards specifically. We're going to be pushing some, definitely pushing some liquors, cigarettes. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Virginia Slims in this, some of these ones. Okay, Wayne. Yeah. This game is for all ages, though. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure it is. It's bad. I'm pretty sure you're not. You're. It's unethical to put, you know, alcohol or cigarettes on magic cards. It's unethical to push uh, smokes on kids. Yes, yes, it is. You yes, think it's unethical it to tell kids to go out and have a dart? I think that is highly unethical. Yes. <laughs> well, we're just gonna have to disagree. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that one, John. You know, um, I, th- I see it as a great ad opportunity. I think it's a money-making opportunity. I think it's, I think it's an opportunity for children to experience new experience. And I think it's a, you know, breathe some different types of air and get some different types of chemicals in your body. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. But, but the problem is though, like, like you, you can't just say it's a money-making opportunity. That alone is not like, we need to practice. I personally stayed to make a lot of money off of the deal. <laughs> so yeah. I don't, I'm at, sorry. At what cost, Wayne? At what cost? At the cost of a bunch of kids smoking. What's the problem? Huh. Yeah. Uh, light it up. Let's have fun. Um, Let's have fun, no, Sean. It's a pandemic. I'm, I'm or against is it? this. Or is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, are you not? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's. We need to wrap this up. So can you just tell us what other magic properties that you I've contractually allowed you to say on this podcast and then we will end this interview. Uh okay, well, first of all, I need to know if you're uh familiar with um a little show called Hell on Wheels. I am not. Okay, well, uh that was one of our uh more little more indie as we like to say, uh, a little under the radar shows from just a few years ago, but still a massive success, massive audience, really one of the top shows on TV. Uh, this this one is going to be really good because it's Hell Rider on wheels. Okay, so it's the popular Magic Gathering card Hell Rider. All right, but we just added wheels to the actual card, physical wheels. And uh, and that's going to be standard legal. That's going to be modern legal. That's going to be commander legal. That's going on the never can be banned list. And actually, it's going to come with a free small, just a small bag of meth. No, this is wrong. This is wrong. That is mean? a control. That is an illegal. Substance. That's because of a Breaking Bad crossover that we're not actually going forward with. But we figured we got all these little bags of meth. We might as well give them out with something. I can't condone this. I'm against this. Well, uh, you know what? I think the internet's going to decide who's you know right on this one, and I, I'm pretty confident that uh, everyone's going to be loving old Wayne Brody's ideas. No, well, Wayne, I'm I can no longer remain impartial. I must make my opinions known for the integrity of journalism and the game of magic. This is a bad idea. Okay. This should not happen. Well, it seems as though I've broken you. Yeah, I'm a bit broken. <laughs> okay, well, um, my job here is done. Well, great. Thank you. Um, I, I really shouldn't sign contracts to do interviews before we know much about them because we've gotten into some hot water this way. Uh, this is no exception. Okay, well, great. I uh, look forward to everyone watching AMC uh, in the next few years and uh, uh, doubling down on our uh, uh, Play Magic uh, uh, with AMC characters, AMC shows, and AMC properties. And, uh, you know, uh, for all of you who say we play way too many car- uh, commercials during movies, Forget you guys. We're, we're going to be making a lot of money off of those commercials. Okay. Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm out of here. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm back. 
Great. How did the paint go? Oh, totally. You know what? All safety precautions were taken and the lids were on properly and nothing went awry at all. Um, it, everything was fine. Everything was fine. No paint anywhere. It didn't get on anyone. It didn't get on. Uh, it didn't ruin the store windows or it didn't ruin the cash register or anything like that. It, it all it didn't get on my phone at all. I didn't have to change clothes or anything. That is oddly specific. <coughs> mm-hmm. No, everything was great. Everything was great. Sure. I'm really Did glad I went. I'm really video? glad I went because nothing happened. So you know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we have a deck tech to get to. What do you think uh, we do? What do you say we do that? I love it. Great. Sean, I'm very excited about this week's deck tech. Um, this is a bit of a crossover for me, as you know. Uh, I hosted a different podcast um, that's been on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, but um, it's it's pro- it might be coming back uh, currently, but. It was called The Bachelor Pod. You know, I I used to watch The Bachelor with my wife and uh, our two friends, and then we record podcasts about it. Um, in addition to my Magic the Gathering podcast. Well, never did I think the two would ever intertwine. Uh, but here we are, and it has happened because we needed a break. We needed a break from all the stuff happening, both in the world and <laughs> even in Magic, uh, and we needed to just have some fun. We just needed to, to cut loose and... Uh, get back to uh, just a classic fun theme deck. I mean, you, you had a, you had a great one last week that uh, was, had a great theme to it. This one is no different uh, except for the fact that it just leans even harder into the theme side of things. So if you'll remember when we used to do two uh, decks an episode, we used to, there was a couple of shows where Sean and I would do like the Avengers or Lord of the Rings as a deck and that sort of thing. So, uh, I, I still think it's great for all of us to have one of those decks in our, in our like repertoire so that when we're out and we just feel like having just a silly, fun sit down game with a bunch of friends, it's fun to bring those decks out sometimes because they're generally pretty evenly matched in power and, uh, to see a person's deck play out and to see the story of their deck is super fun. Uh, so this is one of those, this is one of those decks and I, I couldn't be more excited to bring to you, to you guys magic, the bachelorette. That's right, Magic the Bachelorette. Uh, it's happening. Look, Claire Crawley is this is 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 this season's Bachelorette. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, Word is she uh, leaves halfway through the season, and and uh, our friend Tasha gets back in there. Anyways, uh, that probably means nothing to you if you don't watch the series, but that's fine. Um, this is an idea that was given to me by Sarah. <laughs> I was looking for a deck idea, uh, and she just said that as a joke, and I was like, you know what? I actually think that's a fine idea, and I think it could be really great. So in our deck, we're going to tell a little bit of a story. We're going to run through some of the classic things you'll see on the Bachelor and Bachelorette series. As you notice right now, we're standing in front of the Bachelor Mansion, classic set piece from from both shows. Um, so who's our Bachelorette? Uh, Sean, uh, maybe you can do, do the honors and, and read... Uh, Read oh uh, oh yeah read our uh, our bachelorette. Sure, she's uh, the captain of a major vessel, and she doesn't take any guff from anyone. And she's looking for love. It's Sisse Weatherlight Captain, two and a white legendary human soldier, two two. Sisse Weatherlight Captain gets plus one plus one for each color among other legendary permanents you can tr- control. And if you pay Wooberg, you get to search your library for any legendary permanent with mana cost less than Sisse's power, put it under the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. Sisse takes charge and picks her suitors right from inside the deck. That is exactly right. So uh, um, 
legendary permanents only. Not all of our bachelors are legendary. Let's face it. Some of the guys go home on night one, you know, and then some of the guys stick <laughs> around. Uh, so Sisse is able to pick the, the cream of the crop, though, the best of the best. And she uh, she'll give them a go and see how they work on the battlefield and see if that if, if it's if it's something that she's interested in, if she wants to give them a rose, if she wants to, uh, you know, complete this journey with them. So now, Andy, <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, you. We, we want Sissy to give out a rose for the best first impression. So that's there. Right. Who who's gonna get her first impression rose? So so we're gonna meet the we're gonna meet the bachelors here. This is just mm-hmm. like on the show. You meet you mm-hmm. actually meet the bachelors before. You know oh. they, they post them online a lot of them, and you get to see a lot of them. So this is what we're doing before we get into the actual show. We're gonna meet the bachelors, and like you said, Sean, there's always a front runner night one. There's all and there's always you got to give out the first impression rose. Very important part of the show. Uh, oddly enough, the first impression rose is often the winner of the entire series. There's like a, it's like a 40% or maybe even higher than that chance that the person who gets the first impression rose on the bachelor or bachelorette will win the entire series. It almost suggests you don't even need to do the whole show. (laughs) And that's, I I think that's what happens with Claire Crawley in this current season of the bachelorette. (laughs) I think she meets someone and just like, I don't need to do do the rest of this. Like I found someone I like. Um, so you know, I think that if you look through this deck, you will find that this probably is the best card. Uh, it's Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. That's right. We're we're kind of throwing some budget restrictions out the window for this deck because we wanted some things to really land and really hit. And like Teferi, you know, he's a front runner. He, he's going to get the first impression rose. This is just a strong card. Three blue, white. The legendary Planeswalker. Uh, four loyalty, plus one to draw a card at the beginning of the next end step. You untap two lands. Honestly, what these cards do is not as important as the way they look <laughs> but you know it's a fairy also he's the minus three where he tucks something uh uh third from the top and then the minus eight is like you get an emblem with whenever you draw a card you exile a permanent an opponent controls great card but look at this guy he's he is uh, uh you know he could be I- idris elba's twin brother he is a handsome man uh he's got a lot going for him this guy's got it all right where you want it to be and he's going to get that first impression rose um great Sean, another bachelor that we have here ready to meet our our, um, our our eligible bachelorette is the type of person who is like, obviously, though, even though this guy gets the first impression, Rose, there's always somebody there who's like the hot one. The, I think we can know? all agree yeah. that this bachelor has everybody's hearts physically yes exactly uh, this is oko thief of crowns yes look at how casually he's sitting there with that leaf don't you just want to brush that leaf off of his torso just get that <laughs> out of there yeah yeah uh one green blue like i said it doesn't matter uh, no it doesn't oko. really matter what the card does he makes i'll tell tokens. you when it matters what the card does okay he makes food tokens <laughs> he turns things into elks uh, and he you get to trade you get to trade a food well, yeah. artifact or a creature you control for someone else's thing that could ha- that has power three or less. Um, but we all know Oko can can get it. <laughs> yeah, Oko can get it. That's true. And like he is definitely that guy who's like the villain of the show, kind of also. Who, but who she just inexplicably is just so still attracted to the whole time. And you're just like, this guy sucks. He, he's a bad guy. He ruined a whole standard environment for a long time. Uh, that's Oko, and um, he's he's he's, but he's got that slamming bot, and you can't blame her. You know what I mean? Cannot. And again, this happens both Bachelor and Bachelorette. We're just using Bachelorette because that's the current season right now we're in. Yeah. Um, there's also always classically um, the Bachelor who has a bit of a sad backstory. 
And perhaps he could even be one of the older gentlemen on the show. You know, there's always that person who's like, they're all like in their early 30s. And then this guy's like, this guy's the only 40 year old. And well, not that that's old, obviously, but for the Bachelor season, it kind of is. Uh, Feldon of the Third Path is here. uh, The one red, red human artifice of the two, three. You know, he brings things back from the graveyard and makes them artifacts and you get token copies of them and stuff. He's a great card. But also, Feldon is a widower. You know, he is he's a sad story. You know, he's looking for love because his wife tragically passed away and uh, he's on this show. He wants to make an honest go of it. You know, he um, he's probably going to shave his beard before the producers allow him on the, in the in the mansion. But um, but, you know, Felton is a classic bachelor contestant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's always that guy who so like, I, tags I just along. I just realized that I wrote in the notes a person like I referenced a specific person and I'm like, oh. You don't know who that is. No, I don't know who that is, but I do know the archetype. There's <laughs> yes, like one person who's like tagging along, mm-hmm. trying a little too hard. And we all know that this person has zero chance. Yeah. We we know that they're, I don't even know what they're doing here. So this is our doomed traveler. Yeah. Single white human soldier, 1-1. One, one. When it dies, you make a 1-1 one, one white spirit token so that they can haunt the mansion yeah. and just and you, watch everyone. And you know what? I, the guy I specifically referenced here... I believe it was from Caitlin Bristow season. And it was this guy, Tanner, who was a pretty cool dude and everything. And he made it so far in the show without be, without her showing any interest in him whatsoever. He was like the fourth gone. And it's just like, he's, he, at one point, he was just like, I'm just here for this vacation. Like, he just knew it, what he was doing. He knew he was doomed, but he was traveling around the world and having a great time. And his spirit did haunt the show because he did come back in uh, Bachelor in Paradise. But we'll talk about that later. Um, Doom Traveler. Great card. Uh, You know what? There's also always some joker with a guitar in these shows. Honestly, night one, he breaks it out. He sings her a song. And you're just like cringing. This is terrible. And really, he's on the show just to get a record deal. Uh, He's on the Wanderer Bard. He's, you know, this is him. Tuna Green for the 2-3 Human Rogue. You put verse counters on him. You get creatures from your library. It's great. Great card. Honestly, very good card. Legendary, see? Some of these things are legendary. Legendary planeswalkers, legendary creatures. Uh, 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 Felden was legendary, too. Um, so this this deck does function. I do want to say this deck does function. It's 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 a kind of like a pile of good stuff uh, with like a slight uh, legendary under theme kind of going on. So this the deck does play, and you can actually you can do some fun stuff with it. But for the show, we're going to be focusing on the story here. So yeah, Yisan is just that, that guy who breaks out the guitar night one, and you're just like, oh, God, not again. Uh, there's another archetype of a person on these shows that kind of like you just kind of like, why are you doing this? It's yeah. the person who's a little too comfortable with their own body mm-hmm. and they just decide to get comfortable by getting totally naked. No one asked for it. They no. just put it all out there. Um, maybe they had that's... a few drinks on night one. You know, it's a long night. They go deep into the night and maybe they yeah. were like, you know what? I'm going to get naked and jump in the pool. Yeah. And that's Willow Fairy. Yeah. Uh, one in a green. For a one-two that flies. Mostly a naked dude with wings. Just a naked dude with butterfly wings. Yeah. 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 yeah you know that song, Bullet with Butterfly Wings? Smashing well, Pumpkins. This is Naked Dude with Butterfly Wings. So, very <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, this one was given to us by our boy, Guy, uh, Guy Pizza, in our uh, in our Discord. Um, you know, we have, we have Oko is the villain of the show because he's the person you're kind of not... You're cheering against because you know, like he's kind of, he seems kind of like a jerk or whatever. But then there's always like the one guy who, again, night one, 
makes it clear he wants to be the villain of the season, but just goes overboard. And he's a challenger troll because he's just there to <laughs> troll the whole process. You know, uh, is here looking for love. She's putting her heart on the line. She's putting her heart out there. You know, she's not messing around. But this challenger troll just wants to get, you know, his time on TV. He just wants to get his he, he's waboom. OK, I'm saying it. He's the guy who on I, I can't remember whose season it was, but the guy had a catchphrase and it was waboom. And that's what this guy is. He's just some troll. Get out of here. You're trash. Was he? Okay. He was garbage. That's... That guy sucked. Yes. <laughs> he had a catchphrase and it was waboom. It was waboom. It yeah. might as well be skadoosh. We, we, should, <laughs> we might as well have Kung Fu Panda on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was very funny, but it was also <laughs> terrible at the same time. It was great. He, okay, so one more Bachelor. Yeah. Th- there's This is the Bachelor that we predict will win. Yes. He's so, got it all. Yeah. He's got the looks. He's got the charm. He's he's nice, but he's not too nice. He's a little, he, he's a little dangerous, but not so dangerous. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to speak his mind, but he's also not afraid to show his emotions or his shirtless body. Yeah. It's enthralling Victor, Mr. 12 pack himself. Yeah. <laughs> three in a red, human warrior, three two. He's an enthralling Victor. His name is Victor, but he will also be the Victor of the show. <laughs> this is a double name. And he is enthralling. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that of all the jokes inside of the game of magic, I think, Sean, this is easily one of our top two favorite jokes is that the guy's oh. name is Victor. Yeah. He's enthralling. <laughs> it makes me laugh Victor. every time I see it. He's, yeah. he's enthralling Victor. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is less a magic card and more of the cover of a Harlequin romance novel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this guy's dashing good looks. So he's looking at the camera. He is. He knows. He knows where to find his camera. Listen, this is the guy on the show who, even though Teferi and Oko are like the top two front runners, a lot of times it, it, it will go to that third, like kind of unexpected person because what they do, you see, the producers and the editors of the show, they'll downplay certain relationships to make it come out of nowhere doesn't happen often but it does it has happened in in past seasons so enthralling victor could be that the um in our situation is the one who kind of comes out of nowhere and wins the whole thing wins sissay's heart yeah so we've met our bachelors we've had a we've had a laugh because his name is victor in fact it's not just the fact that he won uh so there are even more neat moves let's let's go through the entire season and uh, and talk about those uh, neat moves working on a neat move all right, so uh, if you have ever seen The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you know that there's some certain, like, things we have to hit, right? Some certain, like, like concrete, like, things that the show must have, or else it's not The Bachelorette. It's just some other romance reality show, which there's a million of those, right? But there's only one Bachelor slash Bachelorette. Uh, and some of those things that make that true is the presence of the host. Um, so we need, we need our very own Chris Harrison um, and we have decided to represent Chris Harrison by the th- closest thing we could uh, find that looks like him. Uh, it's the best representation, I think. It's a uh, Quaffa Hazid, Profiteer, another legendary creature. See, this deck works. Uh, the one white blue, it's two two. 
So you can put bribery counters on things that make them, um, uh, they can't attack or block, but then they draw a card. So this is kind of like Chris a little bit pulling uh, the strings behind the scenes, which I'm sure he does at some point. You know, he can kind of take guys out if he wants by giving them advice and stuff. He doesn't do this in front of the camera, and it's pure speculation by me. But that's why Guafa Hazi is a good representation. Uh, now, Sean, you have a you have a good representation for Neil Lane, the guy who makes the rings for the show. Yeah, uh, who better to make the rings than Gaddick Teague? <laughs> Gaddick Teague looks like a little ring maker. He looks uh, like Neil Lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Green, white, legendary Kithkin advisor, 2-2. Two, two. Um, real bit of a strong hate bear to be to, to in the category. No one can play non-creature spells with converted mana cost 4 or greater, and non-creature spells with X in their mana cost can't be cast. Yeah, um, you know, Neil Lane pops in the end of every Bachelor or Bachelorette season, and he has he makes the engagement ring. So, uh, you know, we got to represent him. Um, now, speaking of uh, the thing you see behind us, the mansion, yeah. uh, if you're watching the video, uh, we got to have the mansion represented, too. And, of course, uh, we'll do that with Overgrown Estate, uh, the black, uh, green, white enchantment that says you sacrifice a land, you gain three life. Uh neat little card and um and you know what i wouldn't i wouldn't call the bachelor mansion overgrown but there's a lot of greenery uh, in and around the the actual house so so this one makes a lot of sense um and then the rose there's so many so much circum pump and circumstance about the rose itself the rose in this case is rose thorn halberd yeah green artifact equipment when it enters the battlefield attach it to target non-human creature you control. <laughs> you can see this. this uh, the text on the card doesn't fully match what we're doing here. This well, one. you're allowed to. Okay, so that's the free equip. So you can't just yeah. hand your rose to a human. But the equipped creature gets plus two plus one, and you can equip it for five to anybody. Uh, so if you really want that person to get their rose, even if they're human, looking at you, Felden, <laughs> then that's possible. Yes, that's right. Um, and of course, we mentioned Neil Lane, so we got to have a, an actual ring. And it just so happens that Sisse, our bachelorette, will receive her own ring. Sisse's ring. Four mana for the artifact that says tap, add two colorless mana to, the, to your mana pool. That's perfect. That's perfect. It makes sense. Look at that. Look at that Neil Lane engagement ring. Five huge diamonds just on a, looks like a, a Trivial Pursuit piece that they just shoved a bunch of diamonds into. It looks great. I have to say the setting is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous setting. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've I've created kind of a little, again, like kind of like the telling of how the season goes. So as we all know, and so I also want to say this: every single card in this deck, if you go and look at the TCG Player link, or if you go look at the um, uh, the deck list, also is up on um, uh, on Wizard Tower, so on uh, MTG Canada. Uh, every single card has a relationship to the bachelor or bachelorette like i can explain outside of outside of lands uh which we just need to have a deck right um uh, there are two lands actually that that also do but anyways every other card does you can ask me about it if, if you want um so i'm going to go through and just take you through a couple of the good ones by telling the story too sean's going to join me as well of course um the bachelorette of course is chosen from if you didn't know this uh from previous contestants of seasons past uh, so we look back and we find bachelorettes from seasons past Four green, green, return a bunch of cards from your, uh, uh, graveyard to your hand based on their different CNCs. It's a great card. Um, the men, uh, obviously when the men are approaching the mansion, 
What do they do, Sean? They make a dramatic entrance. That's right. Put a green, green instant. Put a green creature card from your hand into play. Yeah, it's an instant. You can play a card instant speed this way. Um, uh, also commonly noted as like every season, it's like a joke that Chris Harrison says, it's the most dramatic season ever. Like even he knows it's a joke now and he he plays that up quite a bit. So this is awesome. I found this because I searched for dramatic uh, or drama, actually. It's the only card I found. Um, so the first night is, this is one of the, this is one of the few uh, instances in the deck where the mechanic on the card is the is the connection so so the first night of course is do or die right it's do or die and do or die is a magic card it's one in a black for a sorcery that says separate all creatures target player controls into two face-up piles destroy all creatures in the pile of that player's choice they can't be regenerated this card's great this card's not bad right like i mean you don't get everything you want but you get half their board for two mana that's pretty good two mana that's yeah that's wild so yeah i mean you're not going to get the one thing you want to die i don't think unless they don't know what you want but um so yeah just speaking from a magic card perspective i'm kind of surprised this card exists it's pretty good and i don't believe it's expensive either it's a buck 75 right two mana Anyways, yeah. so this is this is what happens, though, on night one is that they have like 30 bachelors uh, for the bachelorette. And then like they only give roses to half of them. So half of them peace out and they're gone, uh, roughly. Um, that has changed from season to season. But anyways, uh, and of course, obviously, what do you do to the bachelors that she doesn't or the bachelors that she doesn't pick? You eliminate them. They get <laughs> eliminated. One in a black instant, destroy target creature or planeswalker with converted mana cost three or less. Great card. Gotta have it. Uh, also, I will say this. The producers, they work hard, you know, whether it's manipulating the uh, people behind the scenes or simply making travel preparations. Uh, travel preparations, one in a green sorcery, put a plus and plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures and it's got flashback for one in a white. Um uh, you know, because they travel all around the world. And one of the things that you will always see in whether it's bachelor, bachelorette, whenever they'll, they'll, they'll find some place and they'll go for a little ride. In a smuggler's copter, <laughs> two minutes for an artifact vehicle of flying, cruise for one whenever attacks or blocks you loot. There is always a helicopter. Every yeah. There's never not been a helicopter on the bachelor or bachelor. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, okay, Sean, why don't you just read this next line here? Oh, okay. So people play the game, right? They're not here to make friends. They're here to win. That's right. So they will perform a heartless act. Yeah. One in a black. Choose one. Destroy a creature with no counters or remove three counters. And they will perform that heartless act in an attempt to eliminate the competition. Mm. Four in a black <laughs> sorcery. As an additional cost, sack X creatures. Destroy X target creatures. You try, yeah, I mean, this one even mechanically kind of makes sense, too. You kind of got to get rid of some people to take out the bigger threats in the season. Um, th- this this always happens, right? Someone does that sort of thing. They make that heartless act, right? They they become the villain of the show. Uh, they're trying to take out one person. They're trying to eliminate that competition. And, well, what does the show do? The show doesn't just get rid of the bad person. In fact, they, like, will encourage The Bachelorette to keep him on the show because it's good, yeah, it's good TV, uh, and in fact, we have a thing on the show. It's the two-on-one date where they'll usually take the two people that are feuding, and and they'll put them on a date with her. So it's it's a it's like there's always some issue between the two men, and then she's got to deal with it, and it's like it's always a mess. So 
we we want a two on one. We want a two for one because it's going to be the curtains call for one of them or both. A lot of times they just she just eliminates both of them. Uh, curtains call five and a black for the instant with undaunted, which means the spell costs uh, one less to cast for each opponent and you can destroy two target creatures. So, I mean, obviously, we're probably going to pick our own creatures with this, you know, if we're talking about so hard on the theme. But you know what I mean? It's it works. It does. It does. So in the story, as we watch the Bachelorette get to know these bachelors, um, you know, you get to see the beginnings Mm. of a relationship Mm -hmm. get forged. You can see them cultivate (laughs) two in a green search for two basics, put one in your hand, one on the battlefield tapped. You can see them cultivate a relationship. And while they're doing so, they they will look back on this and call it a profound journey five white white sorcery return target permanent from your graver to the battlefield rebound do the same thing again on your upkeep i promise you if you've ever watched an episode of bachelorette they will have said the word journey at some point during it and uh there was a lot to choose from when it comes to magic cards with the name with the word journey in the name and but profound journey is pretty good it's it's right on there um it's a profound journey in your life again one of the hallmark moments of the show is when we get it down you know to it's the final three uh contestants and then what is it time for the fantasy luxury suite uh you've got to have the fantasy suites it's it's always the thing it's like they get to spend the whole night together no cameras no producers no nothing they can do whatever they want some of them take the opportunity to uh take the next step in their relationship physically speaking but some of them just choose to get to know each other away from the cameras you know uh so we have luxury suite of course in the in the deck it's the uh, black red um like uh, did did we ever name these like commander lands commander lands yeah they're the ones who come in untapped if you have uh, more than two opponents two or more opponents yeah It's, it's the black red one yeah all right yeah so there you go and you can just, they say that there's one surefire way to tell if a person is right for you. And that is if you can feel a true love's kiss. Yeah. Two, white, white, instant, XL target artifact or enchantment, draw a card. Got a have little commander card. You know what I mean? You got to have some artifact and enchantment removal to exile it and then to draw a card. Like this actually is a pretty good commander card. This yeah. is what I'm telling you. Like I, I only went for theme on these cards. I did not say... You know, look, I, Willow Fairy is like a one-two flyer. Like, it does nothing. But for the most part, we actually got working cards that are actually pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah, True Love's Kiss always happens at the end, of course. Now, um, little interruption here because all the uh, past eliminated, before we get to the very end, all the eliminated bachelors, you know, you feel bad for them. The ones we've gotten to know, like the ones that are come, the guys who finished third, fourth, you know, these are we've gotten to know these people over a number of episodes of the show. So it's, it'd be a shame if we didn't get to see them anymore. Well, in fact we do. And um, we, in fact, they, yeah, they will come back in a little show called bachelor in undiscovered paradise. So undiscovered paradise is the magic card. It's a land. Um, it taps to add one man of any color to your mana pool. And at the beginning of your next untapped phase, you return undiscovered paradise to uh its owner's hand this card is actually expensive it's like 25 dollars or something wow um uh but yeah the so bachelor in paradise is you know a, a, an offshoot of the series but it's 
some might say it's even the better show to watch. So, you know, you get to watch all the different bachelors and bachelorettes from opposing seasons. Um, uh, all the contestants get to be on like a, a um, uh, in a resort together. And then, of course, they make you know, these relationships all over the place. It's great. It's great TV. Um, so, yeah, you'll get to. You, so so seeing now that those guys are all gone, of course, she's picked the last person. True Love's Kiss. And they will live. Ooh, they will live happily ever after. Okay, great. Honestly, happily ever after. You might be able to win with this card. It's a five-color deck, so it's not outside of the realm of possibilities. The life gain might be a little tricky to get going, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there it is. We made a whole magic deck based on the Bachelorette. That's amazing. I love a fun theme deck like this. It's so fun when like every card is just like, oh, and then this, here's this card's angle with my theme. I know that's it's fun. It's just fun to see it. Like, that's why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make every single, cause sometimes it's like you make a theme deck like this and you still throw in like, okay, well I still need like a little mana ramp and I still need some card draw and stuff like that. And like, but this one I was like, you know what? If it doesn't fit the theme, it's not going in. So I had to find the stuff that drew cards and mana ramp that was actually still fitting. And I think that's a really fun way to do it. Um, yeah, these decks are great. They're a lot of fun to have around. And, and when you get to... Because, like, half the fun of Commander for a lot of people, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, is kind of being like, look at this card. <laughs> you want to know what it does in my deck? It does this. And you're like, ooh, yeah. good interaction. Really cool. Well, you get kind of the same uh, uh, thing when you're like, eh, uh, I'm going to play, uh, um, like, uh, 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 whatever, I don't know, uh, Luxury Suite. You know, I'm going to play... Uh, eliminate the competition like you get to do all those things and talk about how they make sense in your deck so it's a lot of fun yeah. um speaking of fun this was a lot of fun to brew actually this one was uh we had i you know i haven't i haven't actually done a f hard theme deck like this with our our discord yet this is the first time i've ever done it i think and uh I, so i wasn't sure i was like oh you know maybe there's some some folks who you know they want to brew like a more competitive like you know actually kind of you know more traditional style of commander deck but i it was kind of the opposite. Like people came out of the woodwork to, to, to give suggestions for this deck. So, so uh, one that actually didn't get to, I didn't get to uh, include because it was, um, I'd already made the whole deck and everything, but I just saw in the discord not that long ago, clockwork 12 breeding pool. Uh, really good. That's more of a bachelor in paradise thing. Probably. I feel yeah, like there's the a lot more, a, that's so more gross. of a breeding pool, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was a good include. Uh, Chiefy, of course, uh, Brave Sir Robin, Neil Maxis, Prophet of Ares was the one who uh, he um, uh, gave us all the rings. He actually listed a bunch of different rings. Uh, Lil Watt, Jamon, Gee, of course, coming through with the troll. Uh, <clears throat> Joseph, this was Joseph's first one in, a, I think, just in a while. He he had he had, like he hadn't just hadn't been around for any time we were brewing before. So he like I think he said like he happened to have the day off. So he was like really stoked to be there. That was a lot of fun. Papa Dio, Dylan PH, Seth, Senator Og, Mr. Big Bents, Andy of the Valley, Pips Don't Lie, Quantum Mechanic, Max Volume. Uh, just a big old fun, just tossing in like anything that we could think of that had to do with with uh, the reality show, The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And it was a lot of fun. Fun. Um, well, we've uh, we've given our Discord helpers a shout out. That means it is time for the budget report. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I ignored budget for this. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to. You have to. I just wanted to hit hard with some fun cards. But if you are looking to build these types of decks in real life, uh, obviously 
you're not going to break the bank for these. These are not things where like you're probably not going to actually go get Oko and Teferi, you know, to be they're perfectly reasonable uh, uh, substitutions that are way more on budget if we want to represent the front runner who gets the first impression rose and the villain slash hottest one of the season. Uh, but just for curiosity's sake, that this deck did come in at the one I built at like 180, I think it was around there, 160, 180. So like, it's expensive, but it's not like deathly expensive. You know, I, I wouldn't spend 180 bucks on this deck personally, but um, but you know, uh, yeah. So and when it comes to like other cards, we could maybe include that, you know, would break a bank. I don't see why you would want to, but I guess you could put something like. Uh, um, uh, Rings of Bright Hearth, you know, if we're talking about right. um, um, Neil Lane and forging the, a whole new ring for the Bachelorette, so yeah, you could pop in. I'm just thinking of the I'm just thinking of the most expensive card I could think of that actually would make it all sense. And Rings of Bright Hearth is the one. This card's like sixty dollars over. I think it's more than that now. Like eighty. Or did it not or come down? Was it reprinted? It um no no it's a yeah it's like sixty bucks yeah. Yikes. Crazy. Um, but, you know, obviously we're not including that card. Um, yeah, get, go nuts with these, though. Like, this is fun. This is the this is the kind of deck where bulk rares are your best friends, right? You're finding, like, for this deck, there's so many legendaries that we had in the deck. Like like I said, there's a light legendary theme. Like, this this deck does actually work, and, and you can lean into that a little bit more um, to make it a little more functional or or just sift through your commons. One, one thing that was really good... And I think it was Chiefy that posted this in our Discord. Um, apologies if it was if it was someone else. I'm giving credit to Chiefy where it doesn't belong. But I'm pretty sure it was him. Uh, you can search um, Scryfall based on tags. Yes. Yeah. So if you search the tags, they have art tags, and you can search for like um, abs <laughs> was one of the searches. Handsome was another one I did. Uh, so you can search based on art tags, and I think you need to be like a, um, like a like a not a what is it like a member, like one of the paying members of of Scryfall, uh, I, I to think, be able to add tags. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, I think so. It's not fully comprehensive. You can use it, and but I know that there's a couple where I'm like, I think they there's one I'm thinking of that has not yet been tagged. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I think there's a ton of cards that have not been tagged. Um, but it still helps, you know, if you're doing this kind of like art based uh, deck. It, um, and, and I think I've mentioned this on the show. Also, the the MTG wiki, the um, uh, that if you search for MTG wiki on Google, you'll find it. It's like the first thing that comes up. If you have like if you're doing anything around like a character or anything like that, like so I had like Sisse, you can just um, you can go to her page on there and then it'll say all the cards she's mentioned in all the cards she's depicted in the art and all that kind of stuff. So you can do that for a lot of other things. So it's really cool. Really, really good resources there. I think I say this every time we do something like this, but it's good to just get it out there. Yeah. Um, we do have, um, Oh, I think I forgot to include these in the tab, Sean, these next, these these are last oh, okay. two here. I've got them queued up. Okay, great. Uh, I will also do that. So, um, you know what time it is though, right? Oh, time to put on our fanciest tuxedos. <laughs> yes, that is right. It is time for uh, our fanciest tuxedos because we are now about to take a trip over to the Audrix. Oh, yes. oh, it's lovely to be here. Lovely. We had a short limo ride over, and now here we are at the Audrix. So good to see everyone. 
There's Squee! Look at this Squee! He's got a little suit on. Squee, looking sharp as always. Always, always a pleasure to have you, Squee. Uh, look uh, over there, it's Willem Dafoe. Hello, okay. Willem. You're sitting next to Grizzlebrand. Now, you know he's not allowed to be here. He is banned. So that's going to be an issue later, I bet. Um, but, okay, we're here at the Objects, and we have two uh, wonderful awards to give away. Um, Sean, I'll let you uh, um, mention the, the first one here. Ah, uh, yes. The first award, the first Audric of the Evening for the Too Young to Date Her Award goes to Fresh Faced Recruit. Congratulations. Congratulations, Fresh Faced Recruit. There's always one person who's just too young, <clears throat> you know? They're just, they're like, you know, the Bachelorette uh, is like 34 years old and then they brought on like a 22-year-old and you're just like, this isn't going to work. Fresh faced recruit. Thanks for being here, though. You know what? And you win. You won an Audric. That's a big yes. deal. You're gonna have. You have a bright future, sir. Um, we also have our second Audric of the night was going to the card depicting something that just never happens on the Bachelorette. The more I thought about it, and that is heartwarming redemption. Uh, most of the times you don't get a lot of. Uh, you don't see it a lot. I'll tell you this, but this card looks like it's depicting a person coming back to the mansion. Maybe after a date, maybe after something has occurred, and he's making up with all of the pre all of his fellow contestants and having a great time. So this is the one card in the deck where it's actually something that never happens, but because it's like an exact opposite, I thought it was funny to include it. Heartwarming Redemption, congrats on your Audric Award. Congratulations. And that'll do it. Um, that'll do it for our awards this evening and for, indeed, the entire deck. Uh, yes, for, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And remember to have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, signing off from the uh, uh, the Ravnica Foreign Press, uh, we thank you, and we'll see everyone next time. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.